0: You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to talk about, I don't know, ideas about when it's time to add more weight for your resistance training clients. And this came from a friend of mine whom I've known in the fitness industry for almost as long as I've been in the fitness industry. And he just thought, you know, I, I progress people. I move people along how I feel like they should move along. But I never had any real rules on when to progress people. Do I get them to a point where they're working out and then see if they can keep hitting that and maintaining that goal rep? Um, so let's say it's 10 repetitions, so do I get them with the same amount of weight hitting that 10 repetition range for multiple, multiple workouts before progressing them? And I said, what's multiple? He's like several weeks, so like four weeks. And I thought, "Mm, let's have a conversation about this because uh, I will say this, if you're not progressing people, you're maintaining people if you're not progressing your clients, your clients are maintaining what they already have. So it's good in a sense that they're not losing, but we want to see a progression take place. So there are some standard progression rules that make sense if you're trying to focus on a specific repetition number to hit. So um, this comes from the idea of progressive overload and it's a concept that we're exploring and through concepts of progressive overload there are several things there's the two for two concept and the two for two says that if you can go two repetitions over let's say 10 repetitions is your goal all right so you're gonna bench press a hundred pounds for your goal of 10 reps the last few reps are clean but challenging but you still get those 10 and then eventually You're going to work out in the next week or so, and those are going to clean up. You're going to be able to get those a little bit better. And then you're going to be able to get some ugly repetitions to 12. And by ugly, I don't really mean that. We're not trying to get people to work out in bad form, but you see the struggle happening. And you see that struggle happening, and they hit 11, and they hit 12. All right, we've now progressed that to 12 repetitions, but there's some struggle there. That's fine. Now, I want to see can you get to 12 clean reps? So you could eke out 13 and it might look ugly, uh, but you got 12. You could eke out 14, but you got 12 and they look clean. And there's, you know, it's a workout and you're struggling anyway, but the movement is nice. And you're able to do those two extra repetitions in nice form, two workouts in a row. That's the two for two. You go two repetitions over for two workouts in a row. Then we can look at upping the weight. And then the other general rules here, we've got two for two. And then there's a general rule that that's out there. And a general rule is in your upper body, you might want to increase by about 5%. And for the lower body, you can increase up to 10%. So we don't really wanna jump too high above those numbers. So up to 5% for the upper body, up to 10% for the lower body. So here's an upper body increase would be 5%. So 5%, if you're doing a 100 pound bench press, then that would be 105 pounds. So the two and a half pound dumbbells on each side of the bar, on a barbell bench press for a lower body. Let's say you're doing squats and you're able to hit those 12 clean repetitions because your goal is 10 hypothetical. Again, a hypothetical goal of 10, you get 11, you get 12, but man, it starts to look like a deadlift or a good morning or something. That's not a clean repetition. The next time they come in 12 clean, can they do that? Two workouts in a row. 12 clean repetitions, fantastic. Let's add on 10%, uh, up to 10%. And here's here's the great thing like, up to 10%, that would be 110 pounds if they're squatting 100 pounds. So, five pound plate on each side. But here's the thing let's say that they only get eight repetitions. So, what? So, what? We did a workout, we did a set. Something that was heavier than we thought it was going to be for you. More challenged than we thought it was going to be for you. So what do we do now? We lighten the weight. We make it lighter. We make it lighter. I don't think that at any point we should look at this and be like, I can't believe that I gave you a a, a set of exercise to do. I thought you were going to get 10, but you got 8 or 9. Or your 10th one looked really gnarly. Okay. That's fine. That's fine but we're trying to create a system to put it in place that gives us an idea of how we're going to start implementing things. So I want to know, can I put something together? And I think this two for two, if your ultimate goal is a rep end range. So you need to know, um, first of all, you need to know how much your client is lifting and when to go up. And how do you know that? You know that by logging their workouts. You got to keep a log. And if you are not logging your client sessions, you are not doing your job. If you are not logging your sessions, you are not doing your job. Hey, Rick, we've been working out. I'd like to know. I was really, um, uh, I'd I'd like to know what we were doing for our bench press last week. I I thought you were keeping up with that because it's your goal. So I don't, I don't keep up with that. I just I just think that you know it's your bench press goal or it's your squat goal or it's your pull-up goal. So what was what was your what was your number? That's not their job. That they're the client. Yes, they might have a goal in mind. They but they don't necessarily know what they hit. They don't know how many repetitions necessarily. They don't know how much weight. That's your job. You got to keep a log and do your job. Y'all, check this out. It ain't hard. It's not. You write down the exercise they're doing, the sets, the reps, and the weights. It's very, very simple. It's very simple to do. Yeah, but I just don't want people to think that I'm on my phone texting or doing something like that um, because I, that's how I'm making notes. Use a notebook or Keep it on your phone and don't worry what other people think because you are putting out some serious good programs and you're writing it out and you're keeping it on your phone and we all know that your phone is always going to be on you. I do know some other people that do it on an iPad. They log those sessions on an iPad because they don't want people to think that they're on their phone texting. So they text from their iPad. Uh, uh, Wait a minute. No, they write their program from their iPad. So look, y'all you gotta keep up with what's going on. So you can look back and say here, this is what our goal is, this is what we've hit, this is the weight that we did, this is the reps, and this is our progress. How do you know that you're progressing your clients if you're not tracking it? You gotta log that. And then progressive overload is different for certain exercises. For instance, there are body weight exercises. And body weight exercises in general, they're not focused as much on adding weight for progression. Usually, the repeti- uh, repetition change is the only form of progression. For instance, how many push-ups can you do? How many pull-ups can you do? So those would be examples of body weight exercises or weighted exercises where there is a standard kind of weight. And so your body weight, can I add weight to a push-up? You can but that's not standard on how we usually progress a pushup. We usually progress a pushup through repetitions. What about, can I do this with pull-ups? Yeah, you can do, add weight to pull-ups, but that's not a standard on how we progress. How about this? There's a 225-pound bench press test for people that are, are, are in college going into the combine for the NFL. So there's a 225 bench press test. How many repetitions can you do? That is the goal. I want to get as many repetitions. So the progressive overload is different for different things. Cardio has a similar set of options, right? So if I want um, a time trial, so I want two minutes, I want one minute, I want 30 seconds on a rower, on a bike, on a ski erg, whatever it is, I want to see how many meters or how many calories we're going to get. You could also flip it. And you could go for calories and distance and then set a goal for those calories and distance and find out how long it takes in order to hit those goals. Well, how do I progress that from 30 seconds to 60 seconds? I'm not sure. I don't think 30 seconds to 60 seconds is the progression. They are different. They are different energy systems. They require different demands. Which one can I do? I don't think it matters, which is also why unless you're going for a very specific repetition number, that two for two may not be the most necessary. Why? Because you might be implementing undulating periodization. When you do undulating periodization, you might have those numbers set up for multiple uh, uh, repetition ranges. So you might have a repetition range of 10 repetitions on on Monday. So we go to Monday, Wednesday, Friday workout. So on Wednesday you might have a 25 repetition range. And then on Friday, you might have a five repetition range. So you're doing a strength, endurance, and then max strength style workouts. So you're tracking it in different ways. And so when is it time to go up on any of those? You could use the two for two on any of those. And you can progress that way. One of the other ways that you can create an adaptation is just switch the days that you're doing your strength, max strength, and endurance training because that will be a different demand simply by switching that constant variable of I do this on Monday, I do this on Wednesday, I do this on Friday. You can also add in multiple different types of workouts. You can do split sets, uh, sorry, split routines, uh, whole body workout, upper body, lower body workouts. You can just create and implement different types of things. When do you do that? Because that will alter your two for two. You might be working up four days a week and just doing primary body parts one time during the week, but it might be a lot of chest on one day, a lot of back on another day, a lot of legs on another day. That two-for-two might become very important during those workouts, but at some point, you also need to change your repetition range. So do you keep the same weight and just rep up? Or do you focus on the rep range and weight up? It's up to you. Do what feels right as you work it, but create a system around it so that you're looking to maintain that progress Consistently, and that consistent progress of adding a little bit of weight, keeping that main, uh, maintain that weight range, and then having different days where you're doing heavier weights versus lighter weights, you can slowly work on rounding out your ability. Now, I'll also say this you're going to get some good results on all of those, but there might be times where you just want to focus on hypertrophy or max strength or endurance. And that's great too. And you've got a great kind of program for two for two to find out what your progression is. All right. So I hope that this helps you out that, uh, that two for two, two repetitions, two workouts, two exercise workouts in a row. Uh, if you're able to maintain the two extra repetitions, then it's time to add more weight. If a rep goal is your goal. All right, like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. Y'all keep going out there and inspiring people to fitness, having them move, be more active, be healthier, be fitter, be the closer to the ideal version of their movement self that they want to be. Not necessarily looking at uh, only aesthetics, but what does that hold for them in their life to help them move, feel, and function better? Y'all keep doing it. Uh, you want to reach out to me, you can do so. Hit me up on Instagram at Ritchie, or you can email me at rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.